The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Friday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day from our incredible core group of NBA journalists. We're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Mark Medina. Mark, thanks for being here with us. Happy, happy Friday. Happy good luck day. Yeah, Sarah, right back at you. Happy, uh, I think for many people, maybe not happy, but sad bracket busting day after only one day of the ncaa tournament right it happened quick yeah and at least for me i don't know what's more of a jumbled mess the bracket or you know these nba standings in the playoff races but i think the good thing for the nba is unlike a lot of people who participate in the bracket like myself everyone still has a chance here um so yeah it it should be a last fun fun month of the nba season see how this a a little bit more runway and, and you said it, Mark, it has. It's been tremendous to watch. You continue looking at these standings. Um, in particular, Western Conference has been something that, you know, I think throughout the course of it, just the parity in the middle and the tightness of these um, standings has been something that's fascinating and will continue to be how close it is. Uh, but I want to start with one of the teams that has been one of the hottest in the NBA, the Sacramento Kings. They've won 10 of their last 12 uh, after a victory last night in Brooklyn against the Nets. They are currently sitting second in the Western Conference. They are a half game ahead of Memphis um, for that second place spot. They clinched a winning season for the first time since 2006. Going to go to the postseason for the first time since then, the longest drought. in the NBA. So a lot of great things that you see from Mike Brown in this group and how they've been playing collectively. Demonis Sabonis, uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, list goes on. They open up the floor. Fox 
Gonna go to work. Pulls up for the winner. Got it! Defunce with some dynamite! Blown up the Bulls! Mr. Clutch on the J-O-B! What's impressed you most about this group in the sustained level of play that we've seen out of them, especially as a plate? Yeah, sir. There's a lots of layers to unpack, but the top of it is what you outlined. That you know they've quit, clinched a winning record for the first time in 16 years. I know dating back to summer league, being at the California Classic. Uh, you know the Kings are talking about, hey, we think we have what it takes to end the playoff drought, and you know I think that there was a lot of feeling around the NBA. Okay, let's wait and see because the Kings have gone through so many different coaching changes, some misfires on draft picks, etc. They thought, okay, well, who knows if this is the same story, but we're still a month away until the actual NBA regular season ends, and we know for sure that they're going to be in the playoffs. And now the question is, how deep can they be? And I think that there is a strong feeling that, you know, this team is not just a playoff team, but a team that could be in serious contention. I mean, when you look at uh, the numbers from uh, DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox and rookie Keegan Murray... This is an incredible offensive team. Keegan Murray spins and flushes. That's a tough take by Murray. You know, there are some concerns that will this team ever play defense, and you would think that they would because Mike Brown is the one who's coaching them, and he's, you know, had such a strong pedigree during his head coaching stops uh, two different times in Cleveland, shortly with the Lakers when, you know, he was an assistant coach with the Warriors. He, He oversaw that side of the ball, and he really got his team to lock down defensively. But I think in this case, there's a few things. Mike Brown, to his own admission, says, hey, he expects better defensive results, but he's also being pragmatic about, hey, working with your personnel and putting them in positions to succeed and worrying about, you know, what can they do well as opposed to what they can't do well. And the reality is he oversaw a roster that has just so much offensive talent. Devontae Sabonis just out-bustling Claxton. And that's a big part of Sabonis' game. So I think from now moving forward, especially as the playoffs get closer, he's going to get on guys more about tightening the rotations and all that. And I think that they will be an improved defensive team. But I think the reality is, especially in today's NBA, they are so dominant offensively, it might not even make a difference, even in a seven-game series. But we'll, we'll wait and see. The Western Conference has a lot of parity, so everything's up in the air. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And just having called the game last night and watching them, the areas they score have impressed me. So it's not like when you look at translation to the postseason, it's not like they're necessarily getting a ton of points off turnovers or second chance points. Or th- They are excellent in how they execute on the offensive side, their accuracy and efficiency from the field, from the three-point line, and also even defensively. Like, they don't put you on the free-throw line a lot. They don't give up a lot of fast-break points. I mean, that's areas where when you think about, okay, how teams play and when the positions ma- the possessions matter a little bit more in the postseason, I think there is translation to the style of play that you see out of these players. Uh, we mentioned Sacramento sitting in that second-place spot in the Western Conference. That is uh, a half-game ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies, who await the return of John Morant. Uh, They just lost Wednesday to Miami as the league announced a retroactive eight-game suspension. Fill us in a little bit, Mark, about the situation with John and and Grizzlies, uh, when they can expect to have him back on the floor with them. Yeah, the the NBA announced earlier this week that he is uh, allowed to be available as soon as uh, March 20th against the Dallas Mavericks, so that will be next Monday. That sidelines John Morant for the Grizzlies' next two games, 
first Friday against the San Antonio Spurs and then a home game on NBA TV uh, on Saturday against the Golden State Warriors. So it goes without saying they will heavily welcome his return, especially because they've nursed some other notable absences with season-ending injuries to Brandon Clark and to Steven Adams. And so um, I think, you know, obviously the timing is right for Ja to help the Grizzlies turn things around and have consistent winning habits and try to get some separation, uh, not only from, you know, four through six, but maybe creep up on the Sacramento Kings for that second spot. Um, but you know what? I think that as much as the Grizzlies will obviously benefit from Jaws return, I think from even just an X's and O's standpoint, there are going to be a lot of questions surrounding his return. On one hand, it's plug and play. Jaws, their best player on the team, obviously a star guy. But, you know, how well can he return to the court after dealing with a lot of off-the-court issues, um, especially in road games? You know, uh, obviously he'll be embraced by Grizzlies fans at home, but what about the hostile road environment considering the severity of the circumstances that had him sidelined to begin with? So, um, you know, talking to people in the Grizzlies recently, they feel like it's they're a re- very resilient team. You know, they have experience going 20-5 and five last season without John Morant, but they've struggled a little bit more this season without him. And they've also shown inconsistency with their young roster of, you know, how much can they really uh, focus just on the game itself as opposed to all the extracurricular in terms of trash talking and all that. So uh, obviously a team that, is a serious contender, but it remains to be seen like where they really uh, reside in this pecking order, even knowing that Ja is going to come back soon. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, I mean, you look at the West and you think about matchups, you think about matchup in the playoffs and, and who may see who, given the fact that you've got a lot of teams with, whether it's key players, veteran experience, those type of things uh, towards the bottom of the standings and those still fighting to get in. The Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks, uh, two of those teams, they have a big matchup uh, tonight on NBA TV as uh, Dallas is currently sitting in the eighth spot. They are a game ahead of the ninth place Los Angeles Lakers, uh, who tied with Oklahoma City as well. Um, but both in those those playoff standings, trying to catch a Golden State team in the six-seeded spot in the West what uh what's your perspective on this matchup tonight this is a big one here is you got um both dallas and the lakers looking to make some moves here up the up the standings yeah it's a big one but unfortunately there's just a lot of injuries on both teams i think most notably with the dallas mavericks luka Doncic is going to miss his fourth consecutive game because of a left thigh strain now i've been told that as far as just how luka's uh progress is he's considered day-to-day and there's optimism that you know he'll come back sooner or later but at least in the short term he's definitely out for Friday's game against the Lakers there's you know literal uh questionable marks on whether guys like Tim Hardaway Kyrie Irving JaVale McGee Markeith Morris will be able to suit up they're all listed as questionable uh and and the Lakers and you know LeBron James will continue to be out he's going to be evaluated sometime next week but at least for the Lakers they have Anthony Davis they have D'Angelo Russell they have most of their you know supporting cast with the exception of Mo Bamba so um it'll be interesting to see because uh the stakes couldn't be higher for both teams but it seems like 
even when accounting for the Lakers' loss recently against Houston, they're trending in the upward direction. I mean, obviously, they they it wasn't good that they lost to the Rockets, uh, who has the worst record in the Western Conference, but you could argue a lot of that attributed to Anthony Davis sitting out second night of a back-to-back, which is something the Lakers decided to do ahead of time, but he's going to be back in the lineup. And, you know, I think in the big picture of things, since the All-Star break, uh, clearly they benefited from those trade deadline moves with you know, trading Russell Westbrook, getting guys like D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley to add a, a lot more offensive chemistry and outside shooting. And so uh, it seems like because of that chemistry and the fact that Luka Doncic remains sidelined, the edge would go to the Lakers. But you know what? Flip a coin. Uh, the, the Lakers are, are only one mm-hmm. game behind Dallas for that eighth spot. So really anything could happen. <laughs> Yeah, and a key one then. So you only have to win one game as opposed to t- trying to win two there um, in the 9-10 spot. Uh, you mentioned LeBron getting reevaluated next week. Any more on the timeline of when you think the Lakers could expect his return back to the floor? Yeah, well, I think that's what the reevaluation will provide clarity on. But I think, you know, in between that, just look at some tangible things. LeBron James has been with the team. Um, and so that's a positive sign. Usually when a player has a significant injury at the beginning of the time, they're not around the team to be able to be in the trainer's room or do rehab on their own. He's been sitting with the team on the bench and he also is out of a walking boot. Uh, that you know He started the injury with that. But I think ever since the injury happened, from what I had been told, there was some sense of relief that at least it wasn't going to require surgery and that there was optimism even at that point that he could return before the end of the regular season. But the earliest return would be with with the Lakers having nine games left. And I think that it remains to be seen whether he can hit all those nine games. There might be a scenario where he only has a chunk of those games. And then it's about, okay, will he return on a minutes restriction? So it's kind of more of a cleaner ramp way up toward play and play or postseason play. Um, So if I had to predict, that's, that's the likely scenario that he'll return at some point before the season ends. Um, So there's at least a more seamless integration process than just throwing LeBron right in there during a play-in tournament game. No doubt LeBron could, you know, rely (laughs) on his basketball IQ and skills to jump right in. But from a health and safety standpoint, ideally he starts out having some games on some limited minutes uh, to make things a, a little bit more seamless. Well, speaking of it, a team that's looking and trying to hang on to the sixth spot and avoid those playing games is the Golden State Warriors. We'll talk about them right after the break. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Mark Medina and Martha Golden State Warriors hanging on to that number six spot in the West trying to avoid those playing games they are at. Atlanta tonight uh, on NBA TV prior to that Lakers-Dallas matchup that we were talking about. Um, They're holding on here, but when you look at the Warriors, the trajectory of how they've been playing, what they have left here this season, do you think they can remain in that top six spot? I think they can remain in that top six spot. And I know seeing the the Warriors recently in LA after their loss against the Clippers, no doubt, you know, guys like Steph Curry, Draymond Green, they're still confident they can figure things out because they have that championship equity. You know, they went through some growing pains last year with overlapping injuries, up and down play from some of their all-star players, as well as integrating young guys. Similar story here, but here's two different uh, dynamics. Their road record, uh, when you look at the splits here, they're 29-7 and seven at home, 7-27 and 27 on the road. And here's just how bad that record is. It's almost as bad as the San Antonio Spurs road record, 6-27, and 27, the Houston Rockets, 6-28, and 28, and the Detroit Pistons, 7-27. And, and, you know, those three teams are going to be in the lottery. The Warriors are not only just trying to make uh, the playoffs, they're trying to defend their NBA championship. The other concern is, is their defense. Now, you know, the Warriors since the All-Star break have seen improvement in that end of the floor, but they've also seen inconsistency with being able to defend without fouling, losing the offensive rebounding battle, and maybe some of those things 
can be addressed just from a personnel standpoint. I mean, short term, Draymond Green's going to have to miss the game against Atlanta because he got that 16th technical foul, um, but he'll come back after that. Um, but it remains to be seen when Andrew Wiggins will come back. Um, you know, he's out with a personal issue. It's no, not clear when he'll be able to return. Gary Payton the second, he's expected to be a reevaluate sometime next week. But the reality is time is running out. And as much as I do have trust in the Warriors championship equity, uh, they won championships in their previous years because they knew how to win on the road in the playoffs and they defended at a really high level. So while I won't discount everything else that makes the Warriors great, Steph Curry's offensive brilliance, that um, you know, that familiarity and chemistry, you know, they just haven't proven that they can address those two very glaring question marks. And when I asked Steph Curry the other day, um, how how much of, from a big picture lens do you view the home and road splits as ultimately being something that matters? He was saying it's the ultimate tease in knowing what to make of the team. And so he expressed confidence that they can turn it around, but he himself was the first to admit that, you know, he was expecting them to be a much better road team at this point. Yeah, it, it's as we said, you know, the Warriors team, there's someone that you don't ever want to count out given their championship pedigree, but uh, certainly that's going to matter down the stretch of this season. Mark, as always, uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you joining us. And while you're in the midst of hopefully not having your bracket, your NCAA tourney bracket busted too much, um, checking the, the, on those games on NBA TV here tonight. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.